Open your eyes. Yeah, tell me yeah. what you see, dog. MC is on deck. It's the elite squad. You shall see. Start recognizing your privileges. Yeah. Before they start weaponizing these liberties. All praises due to a lie, but we worship the dollar. So what we gonna do for jihad? I was hard in the booth in the yard, the hallway that I got wise. Gave a little juice to the gods, your body, your temple. Try to keep the lesson intact. Progression is forward, regression is back. But if you make it to the essence, that's a blessing in fact. What's good, what's good, what's good, everybody? Yo, this is episode six of the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. Like I said again, yo, episode six, I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. It's me, your host, your boy, the sarcastic criminal, the hip hop king of the north. I'm your boy, Great Pharaoh, and I'm here joined with my brother from another mother and father. Yo, my man's in them. I got the profound conqueror. Mr. Can I Live, The Mumbling Mushroom, The Real Boogie with a Hoodie. I got my man's Bug up in here with me, y'all. What's good, Bug? Tell him what you've been listening to. Tell him what you've been up to. Yo, what up, everybody? This is Bug. Um, what I've been listening to is um, some K-Dot. I've been on some old K-Dot, too, um, some um, Good Kid, Mad City. Uh, what else have I been listening to? That's about it, really. I mean, God is the main song that I've been listening to on repeat. Um, I've been listening to it so much that my son knows the song now. He says, you sing the song so much that you got a song in my head. So, you know, he <laughs> he knows a bunch of um, a bunch of the music from that. Uh, well, what I've been up to is um, me and my son have been building this rocket because he wants to launch it this weekend. So, um that should be interesting. Hopefully, we can find a good launch spot. Hopefully, we don't get locked up by the cops. Um, <laughs> but I don't think that's going to be a big issue because people shoot um, fireworks down here all the time. So I don't think we're going to have a problem with that. I just hope that we don't, like, burn up something or, or whatever. Um, but other than that, um, oh, I got a, I got, I got a funny story. Y'all want to hear it? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. All right, cool. So. My kid is seven years old. He's very curious. So I got this change on on my on my bed on my dresser next to my bed, and I wake up one morning and it's like wet, right? And it's like got like 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 kind of like slime on it. I'm like, what the hell is this, right? So and I notice like there's a sheet there and it's like all wet. It's like 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 got like little little uh, dabs of like moisture on it. So I'm like, what the hell is that? So. I pay it no mind. I keep it moving. Right? So um, I was like, maybe I'd spill some water or something. So I wake up one morning, and he he he's waking me up to uh, get him ready for school. And I wake up, and um, he's um, he has this little this little squirt this little uh, push pump bottle that I have of uh, lube. And I'm pretty sure you guys know what lube is. All right. So it's really small. It's really small, right? So he got this. He got this bottle, and I wake up, and he's like, "This is so cool!" And he's, <laughs> and he's, putting, he's putting little. He's putting. He's pushing it onto the change, and I, it hit me like, "Oh, that's where the slimy stuff on this change is coming from, right?" <laughs> so he's like, "What is this? <laughs> and what is it for?" <laughs> Answer the question, Dad. I told him I was, I was like I was like it's, I was like for when you ashy and I just he just left the room and I was like go get ready for school. <laughs> yeah, you had that boy greased up like a piece of chicken. 
uh, all moved up like he gonna be sliding down the hallway one day. He'll be like, "How's this ashy?" <laughs> so yeah, uh, every all, all parents put all your stuff away, you know, so your kids don't get a hold to it because you know they start asking questions and you gotta answer them, man. Oh man, yeah, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. I right, yo, we about to uh, <laughs> let's switch gears. Yo, we about to introduce my real little brother. You know what I mean? The visual overlord, the real B.O.B. Yo, we got my man's fool for your soul, my little brother Soul. What's good with you, Soul? What you been up to? What you been listening to? What's going on, Great Pharaoh? I'm, as of recently, I've still been listening to that Kendrick album. You know, still muffing that. Uh, Freddie Gibbs actually put out a tape recently. It's called uh, You Only Live Twice. I haven't had a chance to uh, put that on rotation, but that's something that I'm excited about giving a giving a spin real soon. Um, but other than that, you know, just usual stuff. Kendrick, you know, still bumping that Joey too. Um, still bumping that Talib and that Styles P. You know, just reflecting on what's been going on the last few weeks in music. Word up, word up, yo man. We've been ha- we had a nice little run in music uh, lately, man. For me, what I've been listening. Yeah. to, uh, basically, yeah, nah, I've still been, uh, playing that, uh, the, the K-Dot, definitely, uh, whatchamacallit, and the same thing, when it comes to that track, God, which I think right now is, like, slowly becoming my favorite track, uh, what was it, um, I think it was either Saturday night, Sunday, Sunday, uh, morning at some, t- at some point, my daughter is sitting there, and she's like, yo, she's trying to explain to me a song that she wants to hear, and I can't figure it out for the life of me with her trying to describe it. So she starts beatboxing a drum beat. And I'm listening. I'm like, do it again. Do it again. And by the time she's done doing it, like the third or fourth time, I go on my phone and I put on Kendrick's God. And I'm like, is this the song you want to hear? And do when she says yes, and she starts going, this is what God feels like. Like saying the words and beatboxing the drum beat i'm like yo my, my daughter's like a musical genius that she can actually do this without hesitation like i thought it was the dopest thing in the world that's super cool man that is super cool man <laughs> like, like and yeah, then I, I, I started like i said i started trying to with um with like other songs and she can do like a good like three or four other songs that i've played enough that she knows the the, the melody to that she can like kind of beatbox it and i can understand exactly what song that she wants my daughter's a musical genius we're going straight to the top like it, it's going down i don't <laughs> i don't want her to have no no classical training uh we're just going straight to the top get her get her get her a drum pad and some sticks man yeah we're going in i got to we got it's go. over Hell yeah, it's over with that. Like going in, or 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 get her a djembe, son. That's a good one. A djembe. Yeah. Is it old African drum? Yeah. Oh, see how do I know that? Is this sound African? Yeah. They're, they're they're dope because you can get different sounds out of them, um, depending on where you hit them at, how hard you hit them, what part of your hand you hit them with. Um, they're pretty dope for keeping it, for for being able to teach kids how to keep a beat. Oh no, nah, definitely definitely gonna try that yeah. out. A djembe. Yeah, but they don't pop up. They don't pop up as much as like a um, as a uh, pad, a drum pad. But like with a drum pad, you need sticks. But with a djembe, you you don't need sticks. Ah, dead. definitely then. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that. I'm writing I'm writing it down right now actually. Also, also a djembe is probably more expensive too. So just to let you know. Okay, we're gonna go with drum pad then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'
<laughs> I said, other, other than K Dot, man, just listening to um, I threw it back. One of the, one of the cats that I really, I think I I told us, I told guys I wanted to listen to before Nick Grant from South Carolina. I'm really feeling his uh, album Return to the Cool. I like the vibes I get off of it, and I think I think he's a real dope, uh, soulful type of dude. And I, I I think he's dope, and I want Cassidy really to go back and listen to him. And I've been listening to Joey. But other than that, you know what I'm saying? Usually, my my new project that I'm about to start taking on this week is creating my ultimate playlist. I've got about uh, I got a I got the what is it? The biggest iPhone you can get. What is it? 256 gig iPhone, whatever the top amount of gigs you can get. And of that, I've got about 100 gigs of just music. And I'm going to sit down and I'm going to create an ultimate playlist of all the songs that I know I'm not going to skip. And I'm getting rid of all the other stuff. I do that too. So like that, that's really about to be my project for probably the good like next month. Just I do, I do, I do playlists for situations too. Oh, oh, definitely, definitely. I'm gonna have my turn up playlist. I'm gonna have my okay. I need to focus playlist, uh, my inspirational playlist. But I just want one ultimate playlist of non-skip music. The, the weirdest playlist I have is called Morning Food, and that's what I listen to every morning when I'm cutting up my fruit for breakfast. Okay, use a bougie nigga. You don't. <laughs> Yeah, that's super I listen, specific. I listen, I listen to, Play I listen to, I, it's, right, now, right now it's three songs. It's, um, it's Anarchy by Busta Rhymes. It's, um, Adrenaline by The Roots. And it's Pride by Kendrick Lamar. It was only two until I heard Pride. Um, and the reason why those are the songs is because I can bob my head cleanly and cut up my strawberries and cut up my fruit. <laughs> Without, without, without pretty much just breaking the beat. I can just, I can do it cleanly because if I listen to anything else, sometimes my head not too hard and it'll take me way too long. I'll get into it way, it'll take me way too long to cut the fruit. So it's gotta be a rhythm, man. It's gotta be a rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. But now that's dope. That's dope. Uh, what should we call it? Um, we're about to, uh, we're about to go in on this, uh, what's we call Like I said, this is the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast where we uh, talk about music, talk about different topics. And one of the main things we got to do, one of the things we're here for is to review music. So we're going to give y'all, we just want to give y'all a little, what we call it, what I'm going to start calling is like a little snap review. We're just going to talk about it real quick, go over it. Uh, an album that Talib Kweli and Styles P put out called The Seven. Well, it's not even an album. It's really an EP, which stands for Extended Play. And I never understood the uh, the whole extended play, long play. Super confusing. Super confusing. <laughs> but this is an EP. It's only uh, seven tracks. But I think it's seven tracks of just like pure fire. I think, th- I think this album was uh, definitely something... I didn't know I wanted, if that makes any sense. And I think they actually say that, and it was that in the first track. They had a first track started, something you didn't know that you need. Yeah. Like, and I definitely didn't even realize I, I wanted something. Like, I needed this album, but I think it's super dope. Like I said, it's seven tracks. I think Talib Kweli and Styles P is a very unique pairing, but a very dope pairing at the same time. Uh, the features are, are, are dope. They got Common. They got Rhapsody, they, who I think is a super dope MC. Uh, 
B.O.B. Soul just put me up on one of her uh, mixtapes that I think she's super dope. Uh, and then you got Sheik Looch. You got Jada on the track uh, 9.5, which I think is probably my second favorite track off this whole uh, little EP, uh, Let It Burn being the best one, because I just love those. Uh, I like Let It Burn because I love those uh, those real grand, like almost timeless style beats. Like, Let It Burn is definitely one of those tracks that I could put in, and just immediately my head starts knocking because it's so grand, it's so dope. But, uh, Soul, man, we're going to start off with you. How'd you feel about Talib Kweli and Style P's, Styles P's new EP, The Seven? Um, I'm going to keep it 100. It was something that I didn't expect, but I really liked it. I liked it a whole lot. Um, I liked the, the content of the project. And, you know, I've been noticing a trend with rappers. They're getting really, uh, getting really political and really retrospective. And they're really, uh, they're really talking about a lot of the, a lot of the deeper problems, the deeper problems and the deeper racial tensions that go on in the country. And, yeah, I don't know. That's a pretty interesting trend that I'm enjoying because it shows that, you know, the people in the industry aren't blind to all the crap that we're experiencing and they bring a lot of that stuff to light in this album you know the beats are dope features are all dope style speed did his thing talib did his thing probably give it a four and a half out of five if i had to all right that's dope we're gonna, we're gonna get into that part right at the end before we uh what's going call before we uh before i go in on that and why i want to question rating it uh book man what you what you feel about the album The Seven Talib Kweli and Styles P? Um, <clears throat> um, just like Soul said, it's definitely a surprise that these two artists are together. I think the reason why we're surprised is that uh, we know Styles from you know back in the day with the locks, and he was Holiday Styles. He was the ghost. Um, he talked a lot about uh, street stuff. And Talib has always been, to me, a conscious rapper. And to put those two together um, seemed like a, you know, a pairing that you wouldn't see. But now Styles P is way more introspective. Um, he's not as, you know, holiday styles and the ghost as he used to be. So he, he's a little more conscious. So, well, his style, I'm, I'm not saying he, was, he wasn't conscious. His style of rapping is just a little more conscious, a little more laid back little more introspective than it was um, back in the day, uh, his locks days, holiday styles days. Um, so I think that's why this pairing is a little bit surprising. But if you know, if, if you uh, if you, you know, stayed up on styles and what he's doing now, you know, you, it probably goes together. Um, my favorite my favorite track is Let It Burn. Um, that was the, the beat is so 90s. Such a great track. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's so it's, so it's really good. I really like that one. Um, one of the so Talib, like I said, he goes through and he says a lot of good stuff on this album. Um, one of the songs, "Brown Guys," he says something that really uh, stuck with me, um, and it resonated with me because I I go through it, and a lot of people that I know go through it. And he says, "I grew up Christian. Now I'm spiritual. I know it's cliche." And so. That's what a lot of the reason why he says I know it's cliche because a lot of people do that. They grow up in church, they grow up, you know, really religious, and then when they get older, they want to make their own decisions and they kind of shy away from it a little bit. I have 
done that um, from time to time. And I know a lot of pe- a lot of other people that have done the exact same thing, and um, it's just pretty interesting that he said that, and it, it just stuck with me. Word up, word up. Nah, that's dope, and I can definitely relate to that. Uh, that one bar that you're talking about. I think I think we all go through it at some point, but uh, now nah, what's gonna call it? Uh, now the reason, like I said, I wanted to get into it. The reason why I don't want to rate this uh, EP is the fact that one, it isn't an album, it's just an EP, and then two, I don't know what to, you know, judge it against, this is their first project together, and I, I, you know what I'm saying, it's like, what do we, what do we rate this kind of project on, it's like, can we justifiably rate this album? I mean, to me, it's like a mixtape. Okay. I mean, that, I mean, that's kind of how, because it's not, it's, I mean, you can, you can, this can, you know, transform into an album like they can they can do a whole project oh, um, i mean yeah i mean I, I can see them doing a whole project um i think but i think that this right here is just basically like a mixtape you know something to test the waters to see what people would think about those two pairing together because i'm pretty sure they think the same thing that they think the same way we think when it comes to uh, a pairing like that because they know they know what it is they know that you know people how people view styles and how people view talib i mean talib was in black star with most deaf you know another conscious rapper so you know i, I, th- I think i think people uh will definitely look at that oh definitely 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 uh so anything uh any other tidbits you want to put out there on this uh on the the seven ep uh styles p and talib qualies um if you guys haven't listened to it yet, go give it a listen. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. I remember not uh, what's called one of the biggest things, one of the bigger things I wanted to uh, get into, and I think it's kind of just as of late. I think it's just becoming more and more uh, prevalent. Is uh, I wanted to talk about uh, body mor- morphication in hip hop. Yeah, I mean, and especially when it comes to, uh, especially when it comes to women, and the necessity that they need, you know, their necessity to feel like uh, they have to um, have all these different things done. You look at the Kim Kardashians. What one of the biggest things? Not even the Kim Kardashians. You look at uh, people like uh, what's what's her little sister, the Ky- Kylie Jenner. Like the moment she turned eighteen, she started getting all of this work done. Like the moment, like these women, like get a glimpse onto the scene, they they switch they switch everything up in order to I'd say fit an image, or you know, um, to fit an yeah I, yeah I guess I would say just like that to fit an image. Do you think hip hop as a culture is and then you know you got to look at like you know what happened with Kendrick Lamar? He caught all his flack when he says he wants to, he wants to see a natural woman. He wants he wants to see a natural beauty, you know. When he said when he did his bars in humble and he caught hell for that, you know. It's like do we feel that hip hop is putting especially when it comes to body uh, modification or morphication? Um, do you think hip hop is putting a stigma where it's like women feel like they have to look? This they have to look that way in order to be looked at in general or garner any type of success. But uh, book, I'm gonna start it off with you. Uh, what do you think about that? Um, so I agree. I think that um, hip hop does um, does do that in order for 
um, a lot of the, I'm not going to say all of them, all of the women to succeed, but, you know, in order for some of the women to succeed, you know, they feel like they have to look a certain way. I mean, and and that's not just, you know, um, for hip hop. That is kind of like in pop culture and <laughs> TV and I mean, everything. Because, you know, they, they want, they want, I mean, sex sells. So they want the women to look a certain way so that they can, um, you know, sell whatever product or whatever so people can watch or whatever, whatever, whatever they're doing. They want the women to look a certain way. And, you know, a lot of people acquiesce to that and they, you know, they get work done and they, you know, get, they get their hair did and all, and all these clothes and everything like that in order to, um, in order to, you know, give the illusion that they they look a certain way. It's kind of like a fantasy type thing. Um, so I uh, that's 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 just what I think. Um, I, the one one of the people that really really stick out to me when you talk about this is a little Kim um, because you know back in you know back in the day, little Kim was she was she was a pretty good looking woman oh, and. And she didn't really need to change anything at all, but she did a ridiculous amount of work. And now she's like four shades lighter. Uh, and, you know, she has a, it, it, it just doesn't look that well. And, and I wish that, you know, she didn't probably feel that way or, you know, want to get that stuff done because I thought, you know, I thought she was uh, good like she was. Uh, one thing I want to, <clears throat> I want to ask you guys is, you know, a couple years ago, um, I didn't do a lot of research on this, but I read about this a while ago. And um, there's this disorder, right, called BDD, body dysmorphic disorder, right? And it's basically um, categorized as a mental disorder um, where some people um, don't like the appearance of something on their body and they want to fix it. And it's kind of a, a, a obsessive thing. Um, what if you know, some of the women in the industry, you know, go through stuff like this, like little Kim or Nicki Minaj or Kim Kardashian, if you will. Um, not them in particular. I'm just saying women like that, that actually get all get a lot of the work done. What if they, you know, deal with um, a mental disorder like this that's undiagnosed? What do you guys think about that? Uh, what's we call it? Uh, now, f- before we answer that, I'm gonna let uh, Soul give his uh, opinion, and then he can lead that into his answer if he wants to on uh, on the whole on this whole thing. Okay. Um. Like you said, like I feel like the media has a has a certain image that it tries to place over women for them to like try and strive to. Especially since the world is like a lot more like integrated and connected, people do like want a good face, a good body, something, some eye candy to see on the show, on whatever kind of outlet they're working on. So I feel like people are being pushed more into that route to maintaining that that perfect image, so that way they can get the attention that they want. I guess maybe they do feel like that is the only way for them to achieve whatever level of success they're trying to get to. So maybe it could be a mental thing. I'm I'm not too sure. I've never looked at it in that light. Nah, see, see, for me, I I, I have to uh, I 
I don't think it's anything mental. I think it's just, I think it's solely what the industry has created. Unfortunately, when you look at shows, uh, you know, so I wanted to parallel this into the next uh, topic, which, which would be shows like Love and Hip Hop, and the all that different housewives shows and the. Uh, the uh, basketball wife show, like, and they show these women in this in this light. You got to look at it. Uh, the industry, like, I always one of my uh, biggest examples that I look at is when Remy Ma, before she went to jail, Remy Ma did not have the body that she had when she came out of jail. Yeah. That body, that body had uh, obviously had work done. I think Nicki, Nicki Minaj calls it out that uh, she had work done. You look at, uh, like I said, when I watch Love and Hip Hop, unfortunately, yes, I am a victim watching Love and Hip Hop New York. Because I think Cardi B is a super awesome human being. I love Cardi She's B. She's hilarious. <laughs> I love <laughs> Cardi B, and I'll, I'll watch her. I, I, watch, I started watching Love and Hip Hop because I need to see her in, in any avenue that I can get her. Because I think she's just so dope. But um, when you look at even Cardi B, she's had her ass done. She's had her breasts done. Uh, uh, Kim Bella, that's Joelle's wife. I don't know if they're actually married, married, or if they're just together for long enough that they just call each other husband and wife now. But her, she came in when she first came into the uh, to the show. She wasn't as as thick as she is now. She's had work done, you know, in some way, shape, or form. And I really think that it's the that it's just becoming the industry standard. Look at Nicki Minaj, the same thing. As soon as she got her deal, what's the first thing they told her she needs to go out and do? Ass implants so she can have a, a so she can have something that garners the extra level of attention because I feel like for females, raw talent just isn't enough. So I unfortunately, think, unfortunately, because it's like I'm sure that's sad. Ugliest dudes in the world, like Fred the Godson. He's a hideous. Oh, oh. He's, he's a, <laughs> how, how I don't even like him. Mask. <laughs> he's a Halloween face mask looking motherfucker. Like he's not. A, like I don't know how to judge him, but what does he do? He gets he gets women. He garners a certain level of success. There's a lot of unattractive men who are able to garner that level of success in the industry and I think it's solely because of their their talent that that parallel that propels them but with a female you they don't get that you have to a female has to look the part as well and nowadays you got to have everything embellished you got to have an impossibly illogical waistline with an inflated hip line and overdone tits like it you have to do it so I, is anybody ever going to take the blame for this stuff? Like, that is, like, it, it's got to be dangerous at a point, right? Oh, absolutely. It has to be. But who, who, who's going to take the blame? Who's going to say sorry? You know what? I, I, I'm one of the reasons why this happened. And it's got to be some who doctor. Who can you blame? Right? What happened? Some doctor will probably come out and say something like that sooner or later. Okay, that's that's all it can be. But aren't, aren't aren't these chicks that do all these fake ass shots and everything now? They're getting locked up left and right now. They're getting found. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely seen that girl the other week. I was a face. Yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah, yeah like like fix a flat. It yes. Was like, yes. Yeah. And it, I mean, because they, they're trying to just get it done by any means necessary. necessary. Yeah. Yep, just do it. Yeah, just, you know, I mean, these chicks are desperate. You know, I think you know that's where like the Instagrams and everything really just really hurt the uh, the image of a lot of these folk. 
Now, uh, last I wanted to parallel this now that we're talking about it, and I brought it up already. Loving hip-hop. And, uh, you know, loving hip-hop, I think that's one of the things that has uh, kind of forced this whole body modification craze that a lot of women are on, you know, because they see what's garnering success on these shows that the devil known as Mona Scott is producing. And I'm, I, I say that very clearly. I think Mona Scott is the devil. And I think loving hip-hop is... You know, I want to ask y'all, do y'all think Love & Hip Hop is a proper and true representation of hip-hop? Uh, what's one called? Book? Mm. Uh, Soul, go ahead. Go ahead, start us off. No, goodness, no. <laughs> All those reality TV shows, I don't feel like those are true representations of what hip-hop represents because a lot of it, is just there for shock value and it all focuses on like a lot of the negatives it's always drama beef fights and it just puts a bad rap on hip-hop no i feel you i feel you definitely uh boog you got any uh any thoughts um so I, th I would say no as well, and because of, uh, so there are elements of hip-hop. I mean, if, if if you don't, if people don't know out there, um, you know, while back in the day, you know, there was, there was a, like, I guess people, when hip-hop was created, there were several elements that made up hip-hop. Um, so we have uh, DJing, um, MCing, art of spoken word. DJing is, you know, art of uh, music production, basically. Yeah. Um, B-boying, art of dance. Um, graffiti, uh, public display of art, um, either sanctioned or unsanctioned, but it's a public display um, art. Um, and we have uh, knowledge, knowledge of self, knowledge of your people, knowledge of your environment. And those are the things that make up hip-hop. And unless we're adding television to it or uh, – one thing, one one other thing we can add as an element of hip hop is fashion. Okay. Um, unless 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 it fits into, unless we're saying okay, if only the fashion part of it makes it hip hop, um, then it's not hip hop. I mean, it might have some hip hop elements in it. It might have some rappers. They might wear clothes made by a hip hop artist, but there's no like, loving hip hop is no way, shape, or form hip hop. I mean, there there's there's no emceeing. Well, there is emceeing. Um, let me stop lying about that. But <laughs> they, 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 they didn't uh, determine whether it's good emceeing or not. But yeah, really good emceeing, right? <laughs> there is emceeing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just don't, I just don't think that you know what they're what they're present um, presenting out there um, is anything dealing with these uh, uh, six elements of hip hop. So I wouldn't say that um, is is in the category of hip hop at all. Nah, I feel you. For me, uh, I just think, uh, like I said, I might be going a little extreme, but I, I look at love and hip hop, and like I said, it's something that I'm, I'm, I'm so ashamed to say that I, I, I like it's my, one of my guilty pleasures, and it's only love and hip hop New York. I've never watched any other one, and I've never watched love and hip hop when Cardi B was. I think no, I watched the season before Cardi B came. And I've only watched the seasons with Cardi B, but I think Love and Hip Hop is the new, is just new age black exploitation. It's black exploitation for uh, for the millennials. 
I really, I really do. I think the scenarios that they, I think they find stars that are trying to grasp on to that last little bit of fame that they might have. Uh, they try and find uh, people on the come up who would do anything to get famous because they realize the uh, the success of shock value in the shock culture that we're in. So anything that can be any, you know, that five seconds of them smacking somebody in the club, that's going to be in the, uh, that's going to be in the trailer for the next episode. They live for that because they know that that's going to get them another, you know, that five seconds of trailer is going to be another 50,000 clicks on their next song that they put on, on SoundCloud that they put absolutely. So I think they, Mona Scott and I think the whole reality love and hip hop uh, franchise I think they really do kind of almost prey on the desperate in the culture because they know that it's so competitive and anybody will look for any type of advantage one of the biggest things that um always stood out to me was uh, the show I had, had a character at one point named Chrissy she's Jim Jones fiance and she complained like she would never do the show again. She, I think I think to this day she kind of like hates Mona Scott because she said Mona Scott would put them in 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 scenarios just to get a good scene, and then she's off, she's done. But she was like, whatever drama she created that she can leave there. Chrissy said that they have to go home with that. They now have to live with that. It's like so. This is that she's destroying lives, and then she goes home. But yeah, they got you know what I'm saying, and they got to live with that. And for me, it's like if you look at like you said, what hip hop is about, it, it's not about tearing us up. Hip hop isn't supposed to be about tearing us up. You know, it's friendly competition, but it's unity. It's about bringing us together. And I definitely, definitely think loving hip hop is not the type of show that's doing that. Absolutely, uh, you're absolutely right about that. Word up, but uh, now the next thing that I wanted to uh, try and go into is based on you know because of love and hip hop and the way that success is garnered in this industry. What do y'all think the internet's effect on hip hop has been as of recently? You know, I think we're in that whole new wave where I think the internet is the major mover of the culture. So, what do you think? the internet's influence on hip-hop has been, whether it's positive, negative, the positives, and the negatives. You know, what do y'all think? A book. Okay. Okay, so... Um, <clears throat> well, the biggest the biggest and baddest um, influence that the uh, internet has had on music and hip-hop is promotion. Um, you don't need a record label to distribute your music anymore. You don't need a record label to promote your music anymore. You can do all that for free by yourself over the Internet, over Instagram, over Facebook, YouTube. You can create videos. There's live videos now where you can show people, you know, anything you want to show them. That's um, I guess that's uh, savory enough for the Internet so it won't get taken down. Um, but, yeah, you can you can do anything. Um, another big thing that the internet has done is, you know, you used to, if you wanted to print up CDs and package CDs, you have to find somebody to do that. Now you can do that all over the internet. You can, you can look super professional, even though you could be a whack rapper and you can, you know, go to a company like disc makers, um, print your CDs, 
um, put graphics on your CDs and package them up. You can even buy a freaking CD duplicator and do it yourself at home. You know, so that you don't even need to like they have they have all that technology for you, you know, at your fingertips where you can just go out and do it. I mean, there is um, graphic software you can you can uh, do a photo shoot and edit your photos. Uh, video editing software. Uh, computers are like under two thousand dollars. You can get that with your refund check at the, you know at the at the top of the year. You know, so uh, studio time is cheap. I mean, you can get microphones. I mean, you go to Guitar Center. And everything you need is there, you know. Like, to, nowadays, to, you don't even got to go to the guitar center. You can do GarageBand on your phone. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, you got a Mac. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, but I mean, if you if you if you want that if you want that um, industry standard Pro Tool sound, you know, you go get your you know uh, Digi Digi Deck from you know um, Guitar Center, and you just do it up, and you and you got your racks, and you got all of your plugins and everything and you you good to go. You can have a home studio. I have so I had so many friends that got studios in their basements. They got the padding on the walls and they got the they got the blue mic and they got they got the pop stopper. Every, every, everything everything is there and you can just go buy it and you don't really need, you know, an entire record label to fund all that stuff for you because it's it's not that expensive anymore. Yeah. Now, word up, word up. That's dope. Uh Soul man, what do you think? What do you think that uh, how's the industry to you? How's the industry mostly impacted, uh, whether positive or negative, on the music on on hip hop, not just music. I mean, just hip hop specifically. Um. Well, I feel like the internet's had like a gastronomical influence on hip hop as a whole, as far as you know the different styles that we're now able to see since we're a lot more globalized as a people. You know, our fashion has definitely evolved because of it. Um, a lot of artists that we probably would not have heard because of the internet, we're now able to hear. Like Book said, uh, the internet puts the power in the hands of the user. So a lot of these artists have a lot more access to, you know, marketing and promotional tools. They could do it all right from their basement, right off their phone nowadays, just like y'all said. Um, but with all of that, I also feel like on the on the downswing of things, because there's so many, like, dark people on the Internet, there's a lot of, like, bad areas on the Internet nice. that a lot of that darkness and that negativity that you like see online because like I'm sure y'all have seen some pretty some pretty messed up stuff on the internet just as well as I have before world star world, yeah <laughs> exactly exactly Facts, I'll, I'll go world with, star with it yeah. I mean they have hip hop in their name but you know yeah. they're not hip hop <laughs> that's not hip hop that's nothing to do with hip hop that's definitely where I was going to go with it. Uh, I think you got things like uh, Media Takeout. You got things like World Star Hip Hop that, you know, you see. I remember back when World Star, you basically, if you had a dope video, they would put it up, you know. Yep. Yeah. That was where music used to break. Now, I remember that, yeah. That's where memes and fight scenes break. Yeah. They've completely mm-hmm. given up on, it seems like, the mu- you know, the music. You know, it, they... If you want to see a fight scene, you go to World Star Hip Hop. Like, they went after the money, man. 
yeah, they, yeah, they definitely went after the cash grab. And like I said, it hurts to see, like, you know what I'm saying? You look at the it, the internet has killed so many of those. Like, I still got, uh, in my mom's garage, I still got Source magazines, Double XL magazines, complex, mag like, physical magazines that the internet has kind of, uh, no, it has not even kind of, has definitely made irrelevant. Like, like, who the hell wants a trade paperback anymore? When I can, I agree. You know, I mean, when I can click and get a thousand pages, but to me, there was something so genuine about going to, you know, doing something just as just as simple as going to the record store. I don't know about y'all, but you know, I'm from the field, and we had we used to have a store way back in the day called Sound Express. And when a record (laughs) you had twenty bucks, and you you know, it was five CDs dropping that weekend, and you had twenty, and you had to pick like, all right, I got twenty bucks. That means I can only get two while they only ten dollars, because next week they're gonna go up to fourteen and fifteen. Yeah. So it's like you really had to make that decision, and I think the music was so much better back then because of that, because they knew, okay, look, we gotta have quality, because we gotta make them want this music over that music whereas well, absolutely i now i just think it's a a mass amount of overflow because it's you, you could you just flood the internet with it stream it you know and you just go get it you just go get it go get it go get it go get it we're, we're it's like it's like a artist they believe more so in instead of quality it's just overwhelming force yeah i mean because you can I mean because on the internet you could you know it doesn't cost you much to make a song and upload it to a server and you know get a bunch of clicks on it i mean you know, back in the day when they had, in order for it to hear a song, they probably had to press it up on a CD or record it on the tape. I mean, that's that's actual physical thing that you have to, you know, pay money to get, you know, and 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 produce. And you know, over the internet, you know, you just got to make the song, you upload it. I mean, and millions of people can download that same song without all of the packaging and all of the stuff that goes along with pressing up a, a song or a CD or a single. Yeah, word up, word up. That's it, and I definitely think uh, the internet gave us cats like Yiddle, Little Yachty. In- ah, <laughs> please. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I was driving my son back from PA from a basketball tournament that he had out there, and I was like, yo, you ready to ride out to this Kanye, right? We're going to ride out to Kanye the whole way home, and I'm all excited because I'm ready. I got my Kanye playlist. I got like four hours of Kanye music that I know I can just let every track play through and his yep. reaction is well, I, don't really, I don't really listen to Kanye like that and I'm just like what? Like how? I'm at 10 like are you ready to listen to that? Kanye we major graduation late registration da-da-da. I'm excited like ready for this this two and a half hour ride and it's only Kanye like that. I said who you listen to? I said what you want to listen to? Lil Yachty you want to listen to Uzi Vert? Yeah I think I said, oh. <laughs> well, well, like, look, when 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 uh, late registration when late registration came out, what was that like, two thousand three? You uh, know, he five two thousand five. Well, I mean, well, I mean, he was he was what, like eight maybe? <laughs> Not even. He was born two thousand one. God, yeah. So he don't know nothing about Kanye. <laughs> I'll say all he knows is new Kanye. He don't know. Yeah. But I play enough Kanye that he should be in the Kanye, man. Yeah. If, if if he wasn't there from the beginning and all he knows is uh Jesus, then yeah, I I will see him not not getting into Kanye. But I play enough Kanye <laughs> that's not Jesus that he should be yeah. in the Kanye. 
Well, I think for him to have to get into the old Kanye, he should have he should have been around for uh, the Blueprint. He should have been around for Just Blaze. Uh, okay. You so know you what I'm saying? You got to like be worked into yeah. the old Kanye. You can't just absolutely. Happen. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, ain't no soul beats now. You know, <laughs> oh, there's, there's not a lot of those. Not not so for I, these artists, mainstay artists, yeah. soul beats no more. Yeah. Word up, but not uh, what's called? Nah, I think that's dope. I think that's uh, a little dope conversation, man, uh, and talking points on on the internet and its effects. Anything, uh, anything I want to uh, hit us with before we close out and move on to the next segment? Fortunately, young uh, little Yachty is going to be around. I have a feeling, and I, I keep throwing little Yachty under the bus, but he's going to be here. And I understand. And after watching interviews. I understand why he's yeah. really likable. Like, yeah. like his awkwardness is just, and he's so cumbersome. And it's just like, oh, yo, he's cool. Like he's just like when he finds his stride, he's gonna be good. He's that. Yeah. Like, what? Did I, how can I describe? How did I describe him? He's the kid that you know, saying you allow to sit in the corner of the grown folks' room because he's quiet. Yep. And you can just you can, he can be there and you just forget about him. Like little Yachty is that kid that you let sit in the grown folk room when all the grown folks is partying because he behave himself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's the vibe you get from him. Like oh he yeah. be here. That's only Yachty. You know it's not like Uzi Vert who's gonna try and make it about himself and the Kodak yeah. Blacks who are gonna be all loud and the Twenty One Savages who are gonna be you know brash and over the top. Yachty just knows how. To, I think Yachty knows how to stand and be the fly on the wall and be like, okay, this is what they doing. This is what they doing. Okay, well when my beat drop and that shit cold, then y'all gonna feel me and y'all y'all yeah. you know what I mean? Y'all not gonna be able to do anything about it. Like he's really, think, yeah. it's dope. That's just, it's just dope. I like, like I said, I can understand why he's gonna be around. He's gonna be the most he's gonna be the uh most improved <laughs> artist. You know, like I mean, Uzi Ver, I don't think I mean I, he could pop he could possibly be around. Um designer, I'm still waiting on him to to do his thing, but I think I just think Yachty's you know he's he's going to be the one that surprises everybody and stay and stick around. Designers put out a lot of music, like recently he put out a lot yeah. of uh, just like singles. Yeah. Uh, Thank God I got it. Up Timmy Turner Panda. Yeah. Uh, he put out another one. Outlet New English Holy Ghost. Like like he put out a lot of singles. Yeah. Like, the only thing I'm worried about with designer is he's not going to grow. He can't. He, he, his style is not going to age well. I feel you. Because you can, I don't want to see 50-year-old designer on the stage doing all that jumping and All that jumping around. I get tired real quick. Uh, he cracks me up, though. I love his interview. He cracks me up so much. I swear to God. Because he's, he's, just, he's just having a good time and, like, he doesn't talk English, but it's so no, crazy. No, no, him like I, I, I enjoy the fact I, I enjoy watching him enjoy life genuinely. Like he is just genuinely loving life right now. He's having so much fun. Yeah, he's just having fun, but he's going to be exhausted in ten years. He's just going to be. <laughs> he, he's just going to be windy. He's like, what's going on? Like, yo, what's up? <laughs> He's gonna be winded, man. But, uh, but what you call it? All right, man. Let's get it. Let's get into it, man. Cause uh, 
Oh, man. Yo, uh, just to tell everybody, let everybody know, man, we recorded this episode on Sunday, and we had some uh, some technical difficulties with some audio, so we got to re-record. That's what we're doing right now. We're re-recording, but we giving, I think we're giving y'all the same amount of energy, the same great content, but I'm still very upset that uh, this all came about because uh, my man's bug over here, you know, the mumbling mushroom, the real boogie with a hoodie, uh, the profound conqueror. He uh, he had me very befuddled when he uh, when he was we were talking about Kanye albums, and he started ranking his albums, and he put my my beautiful twisted fantasy in like Life of Pablo at like six and seven, like <laughs> that right? like like he like straight disrespected the genius that was Kanye, especially with the My Beautiful Twisted Fantasy. He had this at like number six, and then he had the Life of Pablo down there at like number nine. Like it was insane, and Kanye's only got seven albums. How was the Life of Pablo at number nine? Like this shit is, this shit was just. Like I said, it had me lost. So, I, so you know what I'm saying? So, right now, we're going to go in, and I just want your book. I need you to rank Kanye albums. Because this is what we're talking about today. We're talking about Kanye and his music and his albums. Because I think that my man's book over here is completely out of his mind with how he ranked certain Kanye albums. Go ahead, book. All right. <laughs> so, first of all, I don't have those albums that low. They low, but they ain't that damn low. So my first one is obviously late registration. Um, I'm not taking any arguments about what's Kanye's best album. Um, it's, it's his best album, like, content-wise. Um, it has his best song he's ever made on it, We Major. He hasn't made a better song than We Major. And he hasn't made a better album than late registration as a whole. Um, the second one is his first one, College Dropout, um, which probably my one of my I don't know if it's my second or third favorite song, um, but Never Let Me Down is on College Dropout, which is a really really good album. Third is Graduation. Um, graduation is you know I went to the Glow in the Dark tour for the, uh, when he put this album out. Awesome awesome show. Kanye really does his thing. Can you believe, can you guys believe um, Kanye did that show with Rihanna and Nerd opening up? Like, like who, like, Rihanna was opening up for Kanye, but now Rihanna's, like, one of the biggest pop stars in the world. Herself. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Kanye, Kanye would open for Rihanna right now. Exactly, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, really. Um, did anyone notice he has not mentioned My Beautiful Twisted Fantasy yet? Nope. Well, <laughs> yeah. Dark Twisted Fantasy comes in fourth for me, man. Um, oh, I thought, yeah, I mean, it was good. Like, it wasn't bad. I just, I like, I like graduation over that. And it's not by, like, a crazy amount. You know what I'm saying? It's not, like, graduation is not, like, head and shoulders above Twisted Fantasy. I just like it better. Someone um, himself. <laughs> number number five, man, is Pablo. No, no, number five ain't Pablo. Number five is 808 and Heartbreak. You, oh. <laughs> yes, number five is 808 and Heartbreak. Number six is Pablo. Um, the reason why I throw 808s over Pablo is because 808s really was a pretty good album when we sat with it for a while. I know a lot of people didn't like it at first, but once we all sat with it, um, I'm pretty sure people was like, yeah, you know, it's not that bad. It's a pretty good album. 
for me, Pablo was pretty good, but it was so fragmented that I was just so mad at Kanye for giving us all these songs that uh, were just pieces of themselves. You know, they were they were unfinished works. And I really didn't realize what I was listening to and how fragmented it was until I got to 30 hours, which is pretty much at the end of the end of the uh, album. And reference track. No, it is. But but the like at the end of this at the end of this uh, album, he got 30 hours and literally he gives us a really good beat. The beat. The beat is amazing. Um, He gives us one verse. And then like four minutes of thirty hours, and that's it. And like, and like, and then we, and then, and then, and then, so, somehow we get Andre three thousand for like forty five seconds singing thirty hours, you know. And it was, it was, it was really disappointing. I mean, it wasn't a terrible album. I mean, Ultra Light Beam is my song off of that one. Um, I like Waves. I like Real Friends. I like Wolves. Um, but that's about it, man. Like I'm like. He 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 didn't really really finish this one for me. Like when I was listening to it with my friend, we we both were like, like why has he got all of these fragmented songs on here? So that's why I throw Eight Hundred Eight over Pablo. And last is uh, definitely Jesus. When that came out, I thought it was good. I really did. I, I gave it a good run for about a month, and I was talking to everybody, oh this is good, this is good. And then I realized one day, like no, this is not even that good, man. Like. <laughs> It's, it's, it is easily his worst album, but it's still not terrible. It's just it's just not good for Kanye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. Uh, Soul, man. Just uh, I need you to jump in here. Soul, jump in here with your top Kanye album list. I need you to be the little brother that I know you to be and save this dude from himself. With a real top Kanye list. Because this album ranking that he's got going on right here is damn near blasphemy. Come on. And it's offensive. <laughs> it's offensive to the old Kanye. The straight from the soul Kanye. And soul man, just give it to him one time. Boom, go ahead. Alright. Um, of course, greatest albums, late registration. We got Diamonds, we got We Major, we got Roses. Some of his best work is on that album. Um, number two is uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And honestly, I can flip-flop one and two. Yeah, um, you know, it's got some of the greater tracks. I feel like, honestly, that's one of his uh, best put-together projects. As far as how it sounds and the productions and the features, I feel like all that stuff is 10 out of 10. Um, number three for me is College Dropout. It's a classic album. I could put it on any day of the week and enjoy every single track. Um, and coming in at number four, and it was... I'm sorry, coming in at number five. No, I'm on four. I'm sorry. Four. Number four is Graduation. Number five is The Life of Pablo. Go ahead. You let me down, little brother. You let me down. The only reason The Life of Pablo is five and not four is because we got an incomplete album from Kanye. 
there was a lot more that should have been on this project that was left out. And like Book said, a lot of the tracks do feel like they were cut short. And I'm finished. And as good as good of a project it is, I feel like I feel like it was uh it left me wanting more. You know? Six is eight oh eight and seven is Jesus because Yeah, we all know how Jesus is. And I feel like I feel like what it was about Jesus, why everybody was like so hype off of it, and then it died out real quick, was because that was like the first thing we got from Kanye in a while. Yeah, from uh, we were just was 2010, and he didn't put out Jesus till 2013. So he waited almost. He usually dropped an album like every two years, and this time he he gave you that whole extra year of just and nothing. And the whole community was just, you know, itching for that Kanye. And when he dropped Yeezus, we jumped on it. Word up, word up. But now let me let me swoop in and just, oh, I can't believe, I didn't think I was going to have to save the day like this. With this, because uh, you guys are just so blasphemous. Yeah. With Kanye listings. You know what I mean? We got late registration at number one. I don't, I think everybody, I think like the world can't will will agree that late registration is number one if somebody wants to give my beautiful dark twisted fantasy number one i can't argue them based off the fact that my dark my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is a double xl rated and source five microcipient on the initial release kanye is only one of five artists to be granted the two top-rated hip-hop accolades for a reviewed album, like, ever, for My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. So it's like, you can't, you can't not have, like I said, that's the reason why, same thing with me, I won't argue anybody putting this album at number one. Because it's his, it's, it's definitely his best, to me, it's his best produced album. It's his best structured album, and I think it's got some of his best, uh, you know, the, the concept of this album is, is phenomenal. Just what it, the, the, the album is art itself. The, video, the, the, the runaway movie, like this album is art itself. So that's definitely, I can flip-flop that with one and two, the same thing as late registration. And it had hits. Like, book, I remember you said before, like, you know, it didn't have anything that grabbed you. Like, dude... It, it had monster. That was Nicki Minaj, which he was actually spitting. Nicki Minaj, uh, Runaway with Pusha T. Come on, twenty four seven, three sixty five. No, no, I, 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 I like. I, I'm not. No, so Paul, so has one of our favorite Kanye lines. Period. When he says niggas is going through real shit, man, they out of work. That's why another goddamn dance track gotta hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love that line. I, I love that whole thing. But like, I just, I like, I like, um, I like college dropout and graduation better. Like, I'm not saying graduation is head and shoulders above, um, fantasy. You know, but I, I would, I would, I would put it there. Like, if if, if I was rating them on a scale of one to five, you know, I would put graduation at like, you know. 
the 4.8, 4.7. I put, you know, uh, Fantasy 4.6 or something like that. It will, it will be that close, you know? Uh, uh, uh. But, hey, but uh, my number three album is definitely uh, College Dropout. Because College Dropout, like, I was actually listening to that again. I, I listened to that a lot driving back and forth from uh, from PA this weekend. And, dude, like, it had them bangers. And I didn't, I didn't even remember... Like how how many bangers it actually had. Last call is dope. Like last call, I actually listened to Kanye explain his story of how he gets signed to Rockefeller every time. Like I don't skip that. So like that's definitely a, a dope ass record. Uh, number four record for me, Life of Pablo. Y'all keep talking about you know Life of Pablo's an incomplete album. It's incomplete. He left things unfinished. Uh, if you really look at Life of Pablo, Life of Pablo is a complete album. But it's an album that is just made to be played all the way through. Ultra, ultra Light Beams. Then you have Father Stretch My Hands Part 1 and 2. That's basically one song. So it's not made for you to play Part 2. It's made for you to have Part 1 play and have it go right into Part 2. Highlights and low, uh, low lights, highlights. That should basically be the same thing. One long ass song, instead of having a two two minute and two minute twelve second song and a three minute twenty second song, he could just have one four minute song, four and a half minute song. But it's like that's one song. The only uh, waves is dope. Then you have uh, wolves that has the Frank Ocean uh, counterpart to it at the end. You know, uh, that he separates, he separates that Frank Ocean track into its own 40-second track. That should be on Wolves. That makes that a complete song. Uh, the Silver Surfer in the move, I still don't get. Like, what, what the fuck did you call me for? I don't, <laughs> I just don't, I don't. And then you got 30 Hours, which I think is just arranged wrong. I would have loved to see 30 Hours as a bonus track. Don't have 30 hours. I mean, 30 hours is at best an unfinished, like, just that's a total unfinished song. That's why I said that's the only one where I'd love to see that at the end as a bonus track. Instead of having he, one tracks, recombine the tracks that I said, throw that one as a bonus track at the end. Like, you have to listen to all of St. Pablo, all 6 minutes and 12 seconds, and then there's a, a brief gap of silence, and then 30 hours starts playing. Like what they used to do back in the day on CDs. Like, where you didn't know it was a bonus track until you listened to it all the way through. And it's like, oh, shit, this song starts playing after, you know, you know, a five-second pause. But bonus tracks aren't even for that, man. Bonus tracks are for artists like, you know, big artists like Kanye that want to steal other people's stuff without copywriting it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I mean, but, like, he should he should have just finished the song. He should at least put a second verse on there. Or he should just do Andre on there. I'm pretty sure he could. She could have persuaded Andre, you know, to 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 spit a verse. I mean, we he got Andre singing 30 hours to 45 seconds. I'm pretty sure there's a verse some damn where, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. What's your call it? But then not. And then number five for me. That's when graduation comes to graduation. When I really damn it, graduation. Well, one thing that kills me about graduation and why it's at number five. Barry Bonds featuring 
<laughs> That's one of my, you know, I love that beat, man. I love that it song. It has one of my you know, favorite like songs in Drunken Hot Girls with Most Def. I used to love playing that song with my wife in the car because my wife used to get so angry listening to Drunken Hot Girls and how disrespectful it is. But Barry Bonds is has got to be that Barry Bonds is the reason why. I used to, uh, I, I abhorred, I hated Lil Wayne. The ice on my teeth so refrigerated. So fucking good. I'm sleeping with Megan. Yeah, horrible. Oh, man, those bars were terrible in that song. He said, I'm all about my Franken, Franklins, Lincolns, and Reagans. I don't know if Reagan is even on a uh, piece of money. Oh, <laughs> Like the worst metaphors, the worst references, everything that those bars were terrible. Like, and then from him to go off of uh, when he was on 808s with See You in My Nightmares, which was super dope, to this, it's like, oh, come on, this hurt me. And another big thing that turned me off about this album, I don't know if y'all know the song Homecoming that he has with Chris Martin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember that track, and it's. One thing I hate about Kanye, even though he's one of my favorite artists, Kanye recycles bars horribly. Yeah, I say recycles, but re, re, like he'll he'll do some because obviously Kanye doesn't freestyle. He'll have something written from ten years ago and put that in a song tomorrow, even though he knows that he's released it already. Homecoming was originally a track with a completely different beat. But it was definitely it had an old school soul beat with an old school soul sample, and it was featuring John Legend talking about rolling up a blunt. Go ahead, roll it up. Let's pass it around because it's been a lot of bullshit going down. Like that's the homecoming that I thought I was getting on graduation. Like to finish off Kanye's whole you know college theme, and then to get this joint with Chris Martin, it was a big letdown. Like, yeah. I mean, and I, th- I think he tried to capture the magic of We Major with the good life, and I don't think he got it. I don't think T Pain was the right feature for that. Like I said, it was a great. It was a, this was a good. It was a great album. Uh, I think Stronger was Stronger caught me so off guard, and or not not strong. I'm sorry, can't tell me nothing. Caught me yeah. off guard. I hated that song at first. Me too. That's, that ended up being my favorite song off the album. And I was saying that's one of my that's one of my top fives off this album. Not my favorite. Yep. It's definitely one of my top fives off this album. So it's like, but like, so that's why I have it at number five because I do think that genuinely speaking, uh, I think the life of Pablo as a full piece was better than graduation. And then obviously number six is going to be 808s and Heartbreaks. And I actually wasn't the biggest fan of 808. I st- there's still only a good maybe five songs off the 12-track album that is 808s and Heartbreaks. Uh, Welcome to Heartbreak featuring Kid Cudi, Heartless, uh, Streetlights is my favorite song off this album. You know, I, I got to keep my depressing ass uh, favorite songs going. Yes, you do. <laughs> it just it, wow. it's deep. It gets you, it's so retrospective. Uh, and then See You in My Nightmares. That's it. I got four, not, so that's not even, that's four tracks off this entire album. No, I got six. That I actually listened to. You probably like Amazing or... or, uh, or I do. Uh, I like Say You I Will. Like amazing. I like Say You Will. I mean, Amazing was everywhere. I like Say You Will. 
I like Heartless. I like Amazing. I like Love Lockdown. I love Paranoid and Cold This Winter. I mean, that's, 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 that's a pretty good uh, haul from that album, man. Love Lockdown killed me because it was everywhere. <laughs> that, video, that video was amazing, man. Like, I, I think I, I did they that in a car. I did, yeah, they did. They did run that into the ground. But it was still good. It was still a good video. I love I loved that song. My my son, he um asked me like that song came on in the car one time and I was doing I was like doing the actions from the from the dude that was playing the drum in the video. And he was like, What are you doing? <laughs> so I had to show him the video. <laughs> he was like, Oh so So yeah, you wouldn't get it, son. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't get it. You 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 wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. <laughs> and then of course, last but not least, is Jesus. And I just want to put out the disclaimer. I don't think Kanye has put out a bad album yet. What I mean by bad is if if um, late registration is a five, which would make it an A, then Jesus is just like a three point two. It's like a C minus. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, like it's not a bad album. It's just yeah. I, it can't be a bad album when Kanye managed to have a song called Black Skinhead and a song called New Slaves be radio oh. singles that also received major radio play. Oh, Black Skinhead was amazing, though. Oh, that beat is insane. Oh, man, that, that, beat, that video that was, was, was the visuals for, for Black Skinhead were insane. And then he uh, and then he gave us a bit of that, that classic Kanye with Bound 2. I thought that would keep me riding, but it didn't. It, it, it wasn't enough old Kanye. It wasn't it, enough. It definitely wasn't. But see, what I've noticed with Kanye lately is this is what that's what he's doing to let like Kanye could give us Universe City, I think, at any fucking moment. I think Stop. it's still he's in, not giving the shit. Because oh, he man. always gives us something like a bound to to let you know. When he gives us the you missed I missed the old Kanye, straight from the soul Kanye. When he gives us tracks like that, when he gives us tracks like real friends, it's like, oh word. Kanye is still in there somewhere. He gets I'm not holding out hope. LA. It's like <laughs> It's like when he gives us tracks like those, those classic style tracks, when he gives us tracks like Ultra Light Beams, it's just like it reminds you that old Kanye is still deep down in there just waiting to be like, boo-hoo, what's up? I'm getting Ultra Light Beams. Like, I'm just waiting for him to show up. You know, what he say first, nigga, with a Benz in a backpack, wife beat a Cartier in a knapsack. Like, I'm just waiting for that Kanye to just walk into a room. You know what I mean? It'd be like George Bush doesn't care about black people. It's um, like it can happen at any moment. I just feel it deep down. And University is going to come uh, soon. I think <laughs> University is coming. He gave us, he's been giving us little tastes. But let me ask well, you, actually, you, wait, you, you. You wait along, you wait for University right along with Dr. Dre's Detox, <laughs> right along with Lauren Hill's second album. <laughs> And right along with Jay Electronica, Damn. you know you can wait, wait, we can wait for all them guys at the same time. Oh man, no face, no face. Oh man, that sucks. <laughs> Why don't you put it with Dr. Dre's detox? This is over. Uh, that's that's you know that's how I feel about cats waiting for stuff because these people, yo, know, they be fronting and they be like teasing stuff and they be putting stuff out, man. 
Yeah, nah, I feel you. But yo, I want to, I want to ask y'all, what are y'all, um, in terms of Jesus, like for me, my favorite tracks on Jesus is actually, I'm in it because of the, the reggae breakdown. I don't know what reggae artist that is, but when he starts spitting, it's just super dope. And then Blood on the Leaves, I think, and Blood on the Leaves is, uh, yeah, my favorite track on the album, you know, whatever. Well, what's y'all? Uh, what's y'all? What did? What would y'all grab from Jesus? Well, my my, I have two songs that I, that I would even listen to, and I don't even listen to them that much. Um, on site, that's that's my favorite song off the album. That beat and uh, Black Skinhead comes at number two. Okay, nah, that's dope. That's dope. So, um, yeah. the only ones that I would really like listen to is. On site, definitely on site. That's one of my favorites too. It, that's what's really captured me with this album. If anything, uh, "Blood on the Leaves." I don't know the concepts of that whole track is really good. I like "Bound Two as well. See, see, "Bound Two. It kept hope alive. Told Cassie. That, that that video killed the song for me. I think. Man. Oh. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to that video. I know it was awful. I've never it seen was. that video all the way through. It was pretty bad, bro. You don't want to. Watching it. <laughs> just from what I, I can't imagine what it like it, I'm end. like, is this supposed to look like this? It just looks <laughs> and cheesy. Yeah. Like, dude, you didn't use Driving green money. screen? Or, like, dude, you used green screen. Like, Kanye, if I'm not mistaken, knows how to ride a motorcycle. Like, what you using green screen for? <laughs> yeah. Mm. I, I think that, that was, was pretty plan. bad. It was, it was just a little too cheesy, but, oh, man. you know, whatever. Lots of cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, what's from Quala? So that's that's my album ranking, Late Registration, uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, College Dropout, The Life of Pablo. And I wouldn't be mad if anybody flip-flopped one and two with Late Registration and My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And I wouldn't be mad if anybody flip-flopped College Dropout and The Life of Pablo. I'm going to go as far as to say that. Also, wow. five, yeah. graduation, number six, 808's Heartbreaks, number seven, Jesus. Well, How are you really putting Pablo above college dropout? No, 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 no. I'm just saying I wouldn't argue anybody okay. that would put me. I put college dropout at number three. Life of Pablo's at number four. I wouldn't argue anybody because for me, college college dropout to me is a very college centric album. Totally. So if you've never experienced college, and especially if you've never experienced, like, I went to an HBCU. If you've oh, never yeah. experienced a black college on top of that, like you ain't gonna get them skits. So let me tell you how black. So let me tell you how black uh, my college was, right? So um, we had a we had a uh, like a I guess a um, I guess a chapel service on Sunday mornings oh, in I one had, of the. Uh, I had chapel every Thursday. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, the chapel service. It, it wasn't in a church. It was actually in one of the um, one of the buildings we had to, we had classes in, and it had an auditorium in it. And I used to go there because I didn't want to travel all the way to um, Creflo Dollar's church in College Park. So I was like, I'll just go to campus church, right? So um, this one Sunday, uh, we, you know, we had a choir and everything, and we had this one poet, right? This one poet, he. He was really good at poetry on campus, 
And um, you know, they they had a they had a did a, a whole little um rehearsal of this one song, right? So he gets up there and um the choir starts off bum 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 <laughs> right so so they did this whole thing and like the choir like they did the whole uh beginning of the track and um he was he was doing a poet at he was doing a poem at first and then they when they got into the Jesus walk part like he had verses it was so crazy but it was like church but it was like poetry it was so dope you know what I'm saying like it was only a way it was only like it was only happened in that moment with 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 folks like that and um it it, it was it was it was like an amazing part uh, of service and um you know i i, I remember that to this day <laughs> Yeah, no, I would too. That is, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was like everybody was all hype. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, all right now, but let me let me talk to you again. We gotta get serious about this because, like I said, I still think you're disrespecting my beautiful dark twisted fantasy by having it. Where you got it at? Number number five. Four, man. It ain't that low. It's low, bro. <laughs> number one, dude. Double XL rated. Then just, just talk about how irrelevant the internet has made all that shit. <laughs> no, but see, no, no, no. I think it, you've talked about how, how this irrelevant made I think. the physical They're representation. I'm just fucking with you on that one. <laughs> right? It, 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 it demeaned the physical representation. The publication itself is still one of the cornerstones of hip-hop. A motherfucker, 21 Savage and Little Yachty are still going to want to have five mics in the source. Yeah. Like, whether they, whether they admit it or not, five mics in the source is five fucking mics. Like, you know what I mean? That's not something that's given away lightly. Double XL rated is not something that's given away lightly. You know, Reasonable Doubt didn't get five mics when it was initially released. He had to re-release it. No, they they went back, and I think it was 2007, to all the albums that had been released in hip-hop. And they gave retroactive five mics based off the impact that these albums had on the industry that they didn't expect it to. So not even reasonable doubt got five mics. Kanye West, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, received five mics initially. That means they got the album early, listened to it, and said, this album is that phenomenal. We're giving it five mics. Word. Like, you can't, you can't. You, you, I mean, look. The only the only place on my list I can put Twisted Fantasy is ahead of graduation. I can't put it any higher than that. It can only go up to three. What year did you go to school? What year was you in college? I was in college from 2000 to 2005. Okay, so that's why college dropout is number two for you. Okay. All right. I'm gonna let you because <laughs> that is just because college dropout and late registration defines your life at the pinnacle of your existence as a right now. So yeah, I mean, it, it probably, it probably did. Yeah, I mean, so graduation was graduation was definitely after college. Yeah, that, that explains why you hold college dropout, especially in such high regard, along with late registration. Late registration is the year you graduated. 
Yeah, that album pretty much. speak volumes for your existence. Late registration, the whole not finishing concept, uh, broke five broke, we ain't got it. Like, oh, that remember that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we was eating cereal with the fork so we could save the milk, huh? <laughs> remember that, huh? <laughs> Love, yo, that's my favorite skit Kanye made, man. My favorite. What do you tell him? What you tell him? You get the hell on out of here. So. <laughs> Good, taking showers and shit. Shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit like that. Never make that broke, five broke. <laughs> yeah, you'll never make that broke, five broke. <laughs> yeah, nah, that 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 definitely, definitely, you definitely seen a lot of shirts walking around on college campuses that said broke, five broke. I need to bring yeah. that. I'm about to start rocking broke, five broke shirts. But <laughs> start rocking broke, five broke, son. Be five. Yeah, B5B, you going to do that? B5B, broke, five, broke. We ain't got this. You got to get that made or get it or get it off somebody off of eBay or something. Even better, I'm getting that shit airbrushed. Yeah, you got to do it like that. <laughs> That's how you do it. I'm going to have airbrushed, broke, five, broke shirts. If we're going to get them shits on sale, you're about to get this merchandise popping, broke, five, broke, <laughs> shirts. Yeah. Oh, man, merchandising is about to go down but yeah all right so wait so you're saying that you're willing to move my beautiful dark twisted fantasy up to number three i could without losing any sleep bam see that's all i want is you to realize the greatness of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy that's all i need what if i said what if i said i won't though (laughs) it's like nah (laughs) (laughs) well but you gotta look at it that's what it's right right now dark fantasy banger Gorgeous featuring Kid Cudi, Banga, Runaway, Banga, Power. Did you forget Power? No, I didn't think about Power. All of the lights, the interlude to all of the lights. I like, I, I like Stronger better than Power. So. Really? Just to let you know. Oh, no, I, I love Power. And then Power Remix with Jay-Z, Rumble, Young Man. Yeah, Rumble. yeah, yeah, I like that. That was good. That was good. I still can't find it nowhere. You can't even buy that track. You only see, I only found it on YouTube, like as a sped up version, where you yeah. got to slow it down and lower the pitch yourself in order to make it sound right. But then you got, like I said, all of the lights interlude is just, just violins. All of the lights with piano and violins gives you just as many chills as the actual song all of the lights does. I love, I love, I love pianos, by the way. Um, Runaway is... Great, like I, that's one of my favorite ones off of Twisted Fantasy, and um, I just love the piano in it. Word up! How he how how he arranged that. And then you got Monster, Jay Z, Rick Ross, Nicki Minaj, and that's early Nicki Minaj when she was yeah, seven. and she was spitting. Uh, seven appalled. Then we got number eight. Devil in a uh, in a new dress, and the only reason I'm mentioning all of these one by one is because I'm trying to point out the fact that I haven't come to a record that you skip yet. Runaway, uh, Pusha T. This is I have the uh, I have the full version of uh, I forgot uh, Dark and Twisted Beautiful Fantasy, so I have the movie for the Runaway track, so it comes up again as just a song. Hell of a life. That's that's ten tracks in is where you finally get a record that you might skip. Ten tracks in with Hello. I mean, I mean, graduation is kind of like that too. I mean, you got a good morning, right? Well, that's his interlude. 
Um, yeah, it's a full, it's a full fledged song, but it it seems more like an interlude to me. I never really looked at it as a full fledged song. Not an interlude, but it's definitely an intro type of yeah, because it never really goes over the top. Yeah, so you got champion, champion, um, strong. Really? Okay, stronger champion. Yeah, I'm surprised. Um, stronger. Um, I wonder. I skipped that. If I'm not in the mood for it. You, do you see flashing lights too? Huh? You see flashing lights too? Flashing lights. If I'm not in the mood for it, I skip that also. Wow. So good life. Good life. I play. Can't tell me nothing. Can't tell me nothing. Most of the time, play. Sometimes skip if I'm if I'm not in that vibe. So right after that, I believe it's drunken hot girls. Drunken hot girls is always a play. <laughs> Barry Bond after drunken hot girls. Barry Bond. That's always a play for me. No, no, no. Barry Bonds is before drunken hot girls. I thought it was after. Barry Bonds is number seven. Drunken Hot Girls is number six. I'm going to remember I know, like, right now. I usually listen to uh, Can't Tell Me Nothing, and I know automatically I got to get ready to skip. <laughs> I want to hear when it goes. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, man. I love, I love that. I love that song. But, I mean, Little Wayne's verse, I make fun of it every time, so I guess that's how I get through it. But um, I, still love that. I still like that song. Because I'm so fucking good like I'm sleeping with Megan. I'm all about my Franklins, Lincolns, and Reagans. I'm so cold like Keisha's family. Come on, son. Yep. Oh, my God. Stove of my waist turned beef to patties. <laughs> and I don't practice and I don't lack shit. But he does, though. So, on this verse. Like, to the fullest. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, well, I, 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 on this verse, he does do that whole little... Um, I'm, I shall I'm, have them. Oops, I meant have them. That's stupid ass shit. He does that like twice. I'm a, I'm a havoc. Oops, I meant have havoc. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, stupid. Like, no, it was that <laughs> bad, bro. That was really stupid. And I think my my favorite track off 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 of graduation is definitely everything I am feature because it's a DJ premiere. Oh, track. absolutely. Uh, that just goes that everything I'm not made me everything I am like that like dude that that need I'm I'm getting that tattooed across my collarbone soon like that's like that's like an anthem that needs to be stamped somewhere on me everything I'm not made me everything I am that is like the realest bars and it almost it it's almost storytelling for Kanye like like get ready for the new Kanye because I'm gonna tell you right now it's going to change like it's that. going to change it changed right after that. yeah it changed right after that yeah so it's like he kind of let you know what he was dealing with and then you got the glory which I think was dope. Uh, can I talk my shit again? Even if I hit again, dog is fucking kidding. Like he spits. That's a skip. That's a skip for me. That's glory is a skip. Yeah, glory is a skip. skip. A skip. I like glory. Yep. That's a skip. Wow. That's a strong skip too. Whoa! <laughs> Don't like glory. No. <laughs> strong skip is like how I. That means that's how how I feel about Barry Bonds. You feel about glory? Yeah. Much. The story, the pain, the nights, the no dos. Oh man, the grind, empty bottles and no dos. Oh come on, bro, you gotta. How is that a strong skip? Homecoming. Homecoming is great. Yeah. I love homecoming. So I try to, I try to, I, try, I can play the piano by ear. So I've been teaching myself how to play homecoming. So it's, it's coming along very slowly. Okay. <laughs> I can only imagine. Uh, what's yeah. Going on? 
Homecoming is a skip for me if I if I'm not if I'm not in the mood for it just for the fact that like I said I'd rather go on YouTube and uh, listen to the John Legend version because I think the beat was so much better. Uh, I, I love the old school soul beat. I really do. I, I really preferred that version more. I remember back when I was downloading uh, illegally like off of Napster and shit all the fucking time. Ooh, Napster. Napster and LimeWire. That's how far back along. That's how long. How much? How far back? I heard that Kanye John Legend that I yeah. had from Napster. Yeah. That just goes to show you how far back that was, Napster was before LimeWire. For all the young heads that's listening that don't even know what LimeWire is. Don't LimeWire, know LimeWire. <laughs> LimeWire was a site that if you wanted to give your computer AIDS instantly, like you didn't even want to have HIV, you just want to skip right to AIDS. You downloaded LimeWire. Bruh, I never went on LimeWire because of that. I couldn't get past the name. The name had me. I was like, nope, that's Lyme disease. Nope, I'm good. Like, <laughs> couldn't get it. Instant computer poison. The moment yep. you downloaded yep. LimeWire, you had eight viruses on your computer, six of which were never coming off. Like, like, <laughs> like you just basically it was just like a co- like you downloaded every antivirus and all they did was teach you how to live with the symptoms it never cured you like no like ever ever but like i was saying with homecoming i'd rather listen to john legend I, I downloaded that version and i put it in place of the new version that he put out here with chris martin that's how far i went that i was really how much i really preferred the original homecoming and then you got big brother which is you know it's Big Brother. That's definitely a hit or a miss for me. Yeah, hit or miss. I'm not going to front that to show, to show my soft little sucker side. I played Big Brother a lot when you left for Minnesota. Oh, man. <laughs> I Big Brother a lot when you left for Minnesota. <laughs> me and Cortez would drive around playing Big Brother like, you know, I can't believe this motherfucker really left us, son. <laughs> I had to, son. I had to get the fuck up out of there. Nah, baby, man. Now, my now one of my favorite tracks on this album, another one in my top five is uh, "Good Night," featuring uh, Most Def and I'll Be Back. Y'all quiet. I guess y'all don't know about that bonus track, huh? Oh, nah. Well, I know that track. So, so I bought the album, and I don't think I even remember those bonus tracks off of a uh, uh, graduation. So, yeah, I'm gonna let that rock. <laughs> you would definitely like that track. You need to get up on that. Yeah, I don't think I don't even think I remember those. I mean, I I bought I mean I bought that album like when I was out of college. So I don't even think I remember those uh those um those tracks on the, on the end of it. Or oh man, now hold on. What I'm scrolling. Yeah, I I, 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 would, I would have to go back and, and and I mean I'm pretty sure I heard them, but I do not remember them. <laughs> yeah, see, you slipping. I mean, it was for that album. I mean, for 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 graduation, man. Like my favorite ones was, you know, uh, stronger, good life. Um, can't tell me nothing. Barry Bonds. Like I rock. I, I would rock Barry Bonds. Like on a on a hot day, you know, windows down, riding downtown Plainfield. I would definitely be rocking Barry Bonds. <laughs> oh, me, oh, we major, but yeah, that's that's a that's a totally different day though. That's a totally different day. We 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 major is the wake up. I feel stupid good. <laughs> stupid good mood, bruh. Like, like that, that's that's one of my favorite songs. 
so when I want to, when I want to, um, if I'm doing like some design work for a website, um, cause that's what I do. I'm a web developer. If I do um, any design work and I'm having like a creative block, I turn on we major and I, I, I get it done, bro. <laughs> that's, that, that's what gets me through any creative blocks I have. Now that's what's up. Now we major is definitely one of my ultimate, uh, go to, uh, turn up records. Like when I, when I'm in any type of mood, we major is, is, is that to me is that record that change. It, it's a mood change, definitely a mood changing record. Like you could be down, it's gonna make you, it's gonna put you up. It's gonna, it's gonna get you right where you need to be, no matter where you're at. If you're on ten and you hear we major, you're at eleven. Oh man! Like it, it's just, it's the perfect record. I remember us going to the mall and that in, in your Acura Integra, and just blasting we major with. Ah. When you first got them new speakers put in that joint, you know, uh, listen to, and we kind of looked right at each other and was like, "We major," <laughs> and blasted that joint all the way to well, where's it going? I think Woodbridge, Woodbridge Mall, probably. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's to uh, Island, so all the Indians yeah. and everything like that. Blasted I love that. I love that major. I love that system, man. Yeah, word up, word up. I told you, you gave me that car, but you want to go turn it in. Ah, I gave it to um. I gave this one kid, this this uh, kid, my brother. Um, my brother knew he's like an accurate enthusiast, so that's why I gave it to him because he was like, you know, he was like, oh man, I'll give you whatever you want for the Acura. I'm, I'm gonna keep it. I'm. Gonna, I mean, he still has it to this day. Like that's a '96 Integra, and he's done. He done fixed it up and everything. So I'm happy I gave it to him because he because he was I such bet. an enthusiast. I bet. <laughs> he still got it. I know I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but nah, uh, what's it called? But nah, but that's 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 what it is, man. Uh, what's it called? Uh, so we got you to move, uh, beautiful, uh, beautiful fantasy, up to number three. I can't compete with your number one and two because they define your life so much that you know, I just I just can't uh can't I I'm not even going to try. Uh, nah, but look, what's it called, man? With that note, man, we want to um. We're going to bring this joint to a close, man. This is the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. Anybody want to comment? You know, you want to uh, put your, in, your uh, input in on the body morphication of women in hip hop, how the internet's affected hip hop. You want to tell us your ranking on your top Kanye albums and why. Uh, hit us up. I Do It For Hip Hop 1 at Yahoo.com. Again, I Do It For Hip Hop 1 at Yahoo.com. Uh, you can you want to find us on SoundCloud. Yo, uh, man, man, fellas, I meant to tell you, yo, that Kendrick review, our last episode, 87 hits, I think, right now. 87. I don't know about anybody else, but when you're a content creator who's creating something from scratch, any listen is a good listen. And to have 87 listens on an episode for me is a big deal. And it's to be celebrated. Between the five episodes that we put up, we've got over 100 listens between the five episodes. I'd love to see it go up higher. I appreciate everybody who's taking the time to listen. We're garnering followers little by little, step by step. I appreciate you, most definitely. Uh, like I said, it's me. I'm your boy, Great Pharaoh. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at gr number eight underscore. P-H-A-R-A-O-H. Uh, Boog, where can they find you at, man? Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at, M- at Mr. Can I Live. That's M-R-C-A-N 
I L I V E. And I just want to echo the words of uh, Greg Farrow um, that we definitely appreciate the listens. All right, Soul Man, where can they uh, where can they find you at? Oh, they can find me. Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Soul underscore Invictus seventeen. That's S O L underscore I N V I C T U S one seven. That's also the uh, PlayStation tag too, so you can holler at me on the game too. I and um, there we do appreciate all the listens and the spins and stuff. Definitely. All right, so uh, like I said, that's the show. I'm your boy, Great Pharaoh, and I do it for hip hop. I'm Boog, and I do it for hip hop. I'm Soul, and I do it for hip hop.